Well, here we are this morning, the righteous remnant, and I like this. I like the, the distribution of how you're seated, okay? Because I get my neck starts to get cramped if I'm only looking this way. So I like to be able to turn all around, get the 160 degree perspective. It's nice. So thanks for the spread. Well, we've got a real treat this morning with the scriptures. Um, the book of the prophet Jonah is a, it's a wonderful, delightful story. There's a really a lot there. Then, of course, we've got the famous parable of the Good Samaritan. Both of them have to do with outsiders. Both of them are relevant to the question of how do you deal with outsiders, with people that are different from yourself. And uh, we see in the book of Jonah... Jonah really kind of not doing what God wants him to do, and the pagans, these pagan sailors, are, are in a lot of ways, are doing better than him. They're they're more righteous uh, than he is. When the storm comes upon the the sea, they, here they are act, doing their exercises of prayer and piety in their own in their own kind of pagan way, but at least they're trying to do something. Okay. And uh, Jonah, meanwhile, is asleep, isn't, it doing, isn't doing anything. So they say, well, come on, wake up and pray to your God. And, uh, and then they, they really don't want to throw Jonah into the sea because they're afraid of committing a sin. Okay, They're afraid of committing a murder, basically. Uh, but when they're, after a while, they're convinced that this is God's will, that it's not going to result in his death, they throw him overboard. And then when this when the storm stops, that's when they're able, through this natural wonder, to recognize Jonah's God, um, despite Jonah's witness. Isn't that amazing? I mean, sometimes people convert to Catholicism despite, not because of Catholics' actual witness, but despite their their witness. You know, it's a miracle in and of itself that the church hasn't been destroyed with. You know, as much of trouble we, we always get into and we, it's like, uh, you know, with as much sin as Catholics have committed over the centuries, that in itself sometimes becomes a, a practical miracle. And she says to people, oh, there's got to be something about this church. If these people have tried to destroy it for 2,000 years and they haven't been able to, then, you know, there's got to be some kind of divine protection to this church and they convert. So sometimes people convert not because of the witness of Catholics, but despite their Despite their, they're because they're counter witness. In fact, I think something like that is happening here with Jonah. Um, Jonah's disobeying God, but nonetheless, God's miracle and His miraculous wonder comes through that disobedience and really cuts to the heart of the pagans. And the pagans, I don't know if they convert, so to speak, but they do. They offer sacrifice to to the Lord, to the God of Israel. Um, so that's what we have in the first reading. The second reading in our in our gospel text, we've got this famous parable of the the Good Samaritan. And again, I think a, a very serious mistake that a preacher could make with this parable is to say, "See, look how Jesus favors the Samaritan over the priest and the Levite." Um, that means that Jesus doesn't care about the doctrinal differences between the Samaritans and the Jews. That those doctrinal differences don't mean anything. You see, Jesus just all Jesus is concerned about is a practical love of neighbor. So that's not true. That's that's going too far. In the Gospel of John, Jesus very very clearly says he says salvation is of the Jews. He's in a conversation with a Samaritan woman, and he really. He, he draws lines between the Jews and Samaritans, and he says the Samaritans are wrong in their doctrinal beliefs. 
And the Jews are the bearers of the true revelation, and so therefore salvation comes from the Jews and not from the Samaritans. So he's very clear about that. But that makes his use of the Samaritan as the hero of the story all the more remarkable. All the more remarkable. And that Jesus' approach should be our approach as well. We should be able to draw lines when it comes to doctrine and say, well, these other Christians or, the, or these Muslims or whoever they might be, they really are wrong in many of their doctrines. Many of their doctrines they're correct about, but many of their doctrines are, are wrong. Nonetheless, they can still be a really great example to us and they can still do righteous things. And we need to uh, be open to people who are different than ourselves. So it's not ignoring differences in our belief systems, but it's uh, a Christian long-suffering and a tolerance and an ability to meet people at the level of their humanity and at the level of morality and to be able to acknowledge where there is true good outside the bounds of the Catholic Church. Uh, I think that's one of the lessons we can take away from uh, the parable of the Good Samaritan. It's very interesting. Jesus turns things on their head um, in this parable because the guy that he's discoursing with, the lawyer he's discoursing with, begins with the question, who is my neighbor? Jesus ends the parable by saying, who was the neighbor? Who acted like a neighbor? And so Jesus, he changes the question, actually, what he does. He says it's basically the wrong question to ask. The, the question to ask is, how do I behave as a neighbor to everyone? Not, who is my neighbor, so I know who to treat well and, and, to, and who to ignore. That's not, Jesus totally changes the question. He changes the question is, how do I behave as a neighbor to everybody? And he puts forth the example of, of that good Samaritan uh, for his audience uh, of his day and for also ourselves today.